Hey, Sam here, and I know your day's crazy, but I've got a quick idea to take your stress from overwhelmed to under control. So let's tackle systems from the classroom to your living room, one simple step at a time. This is the Simple Systems with Sam podcast. It's a hard lesson to learn, but I think every single year I learn it a little bit better and better that you can't just transition from the school year ending into summer. There's there's no easy transition there. In fact, what I've found is I need a week of sleep. And so that's what I've been doing for the last week. We've been out on summer for one full week. And while there are still loose ends to pick up and we still have graduation to do, my summer has happened. And I had all these grand plans. I mean, I had plans, block schedules. I had activities that I wanted to do with my kids all mapped out. You know what I did instead? One night I slept for 11 hours and then I took a three hour nap that next day. And then that day I went back to bed at 9 p.m. (laughs) And what I needed was a week of rest. But when I woke up from that three hour nap after my long night's sleep, I kind of looked around my house and I also just laughed at myself because my house had turned um, into a disaster. We had, in the last two weeks at the end of the school year, a kindergarten graduation, we had a birthday, we had birthday party, we had a pre-K graduation, and so there were toys and balloons and stuffed animals and oobleck everywhere. My house was falling apart, it felt like. And so I laughed and wanted to kind of fall back asleep into another nap, and I was kind of letting go of all those grand plans I'd had. But I realized that this is a pattern, and when it's a pattern, you probably need to have a plan. So the pattern is that I'm always over-planning myself, essentially, and not giving myself the time to do a reset. But I don't always know what that reset entails. I've done so many of them throughout my life in different situations, but I'd never taken the time to think about what the steps might entail in a reset, especially a reset, which is as big as going from a school year to summertime. So what I did is I woke up from that nap and I laughed at what was going on in my house around me. And then I did what any sane, logical person would do. And I created an acronym because I love acronyms for helping me remember what things need to happen and take place. And I needed some steps. I needed a foolproof list of steps to tell myself, okay, if this is a quick reset that I needed, what what does that entail? When does it start? When does it end? How do I get out of here? And so I created this acronym. I shared it over on my Instagram stories. And I decided that it was also best served as a full podcast episode, because I cannot be the only person who finds themselves just needing to figure out how to transition between one busy time of life into another where it's also busy, but for other reasons. And there's so many times when we might need a quick reset, even in smaller situations, maybe something has happened and you just get emotionally overwhelmed and you need to take a night to do a reset. Maybe something is going on in the middle of the day and you just need some simple steps to get through to allow your mind and your body to do a reset. 
So I've got an acronym. It's five steps because you spell reset, R-E-S-E-T. And let's get right into it so that you can also reset yourself for a productive and fulfilling summer, doing all the things that you want to do, but at the right time. So the first letter is R, and that stands for rest. One of the biggest things that I notice at the end of the school year especially is that my body is demanding rest. I mean, I I sleep insanely well the week that summer starts. <laughs> and it's not that it had been going bad all school year or even that the end of the school year had been really hard on me um, in my sleep schedule. But it was kind of a long run, emotionally draining school year. There was like just it felt like there was a high emotional stakes at every single turn. And so my body decided I needed to rest. Now, you can rest all you need. But having been someone who has fallen in and out of depression cycles, and I've gotten really great at actually understanding where that comes from with myself. But you need to also have a timeline for when that rest is going to be done. On a small scale, like when something is really bothering me, I tell myself that I have 10 minutes to be really mad about it. And then that period, that, I guess, rest of like holding in my emotions, um, it's done in 10 minutes. When I get some really intense news or things added to my plate and I feel overwhelmed, I might give myself a rest period for 30 minutes to an hour. But when you're transitioning to summer, I decided that I was giving myself an entire week. So I told myself, all right, you have this one week to veg out, to nap and rest as much as your body needs. But then we got to kind of kick it in gear. And if I didn't give myself that deadline, I would probably wake up midway through July from a nap and be like, well, dang, there's a lot to get done before the school year starts. So I gave myself the one week and I have one day left on that one week resting part of my reset. And it's feeling pretty good. I It was exactly the time frame that I needed. So allow yourself to rest, but give yourself a deadline to pull yourself out of that resting state. The next piece, which can be done through a rest, especially if you're doing a resting stage for a week, is E for explain. And this is explaining to yourself all of your feelings and emotions, doing like almost a journaling activity. For me, I am one of those, I verbally process. So as I speak, things make way more sense. (laughs) Like my brain might not have thought it, but my mouth has said it. And I'm like, oh yeah, that was, those were some words of wisdom. So I will sit there and I will just talk to myself out loud and try to get to the root of like, why am I so exhausted? What type of thing am I resetting from? What type of patterns were there and how can I prevent myself from getting back into the situation in the future? Just acknowledging that you have feelings and emotions and why you are feeling those feelings and having those emotions is just a really powerful tool to kind of like knock you out of that stage where you are overwhelmed by all these internal things going on and you don't, maybe you don't know why you are so tired and need a rest. Well, Explaining it to yourself is a great place to start. And if you have no clue what I'm talking about and how this even would work, I would say literally just sit down with a blank piece of paper and a pen and write for 
15 minutes straight. Just put a timer on and don't go in with any topic. Just start writing. And so much will come to the surface. And then it's released. And once it's released, that's when the magic happens. Then we're going to go on to S. And S stands for spaces. So, like me waking up from that nap and looking around at my house and just seeing balloons and streamers and toys and oobleck and all of the things around my space. In the back of my mind, I still wanted to escape from all of that. In my time of rest, I'd let some things kind of fall to the wayside and I needed to pick that back up if for nothing else than to remove that like visual stress from my day. So I went ahead and popped all the balloons. (laughs) I pulled the streamers down. We gave birthday girl a week of all the decorations and she wasn't really sad to see them go, picked up the toys, picked up the kitchen, and it just feels like a weight is lifted. And if nothing else, it also gives you a really great time, even on a shorter reset, like maybe you just need one day and you know that you need to allow yourself to rest and figure out what's going on. Cleaning up, not organizing, just cleaning and picking up is a great like mindless task. So you're giving yourself motion and it's for a purpose, but it's not something you have to put a lot of thought into. It's like doing a giant pile of dishes. Eventually you kind of just zone out and you're just doing dishes and it's done. Like the task is achieved and you feel better at the end of it, but you don't sit there and like necessarily struggle through every single step. Next up, we have our second E and this is expectations. You need to set some small goals and small expectations for yourself to pull yourself out of this reset. So like I said, if I didn't set a timeline for when my rest would end, I would probably wake up in July and be like, oh man, I gotta get some stuff done. But instead what I've done is I've taken some expectations I have for myself and said, all right, on Sunday, you're going to start putting away all of the laundry. Just start it. It doesn't need to be done, but start putting it away. And then on Monday, you're going to go out you're going to take a walk. And that walk is going to last 30 minutes. I don't know where you're going, what you're doing, but you're just going to get out and go achieve that. And I'm easing myself back into this new transitioned schedule. So my block schedule is going to be still a block schedule, but instead of giving myself two to three tasks, I'm giving myself one task per block. And they're simple ones. They're easy ones. And when I accomplish things above that, it's going to feel good, but I don't have to. There's no pressure I can still take my time and ease into it. But you need to start kind of giving yourself expectations that put you back into your normal routine. This is also especially helpful when you have those like smaller sized resets. When you just had a really frustrating day and you just need something to get you back in the groove. You just pick the next one, like the next singular task that you need to do or that you can do to kind of put yourself back in a flow instead of feeling frustrated and like you're struggling with it. Then at the very end, we have T and this is for treat yourself. (laughs) And I could not come up with anything better than saying, just treat yourself. If you are going through a reset and you're going through either a transition or you just need to kind of pull yourself back from something that might be happening, then you have overcome something, big or small, and you deserve to reward yourself, big or small, for really just kind of 
doing the right thing for you. And it could just be taking a walk. It could be getting yourself a smoothie. It could be going to a local coffee shop and just spending half an hour there, just sitting, reading, whatever it is. It could be a full-fledged, like, free-for-all spending trip at the outlet malls. Whatever works for you in the situation you're in, it's a really great way to wrap up and reward yourself for knowing what you needed. And so I I don't think this is one you can skip. I mean, without the T, reset isn't even a real word. So <laughs> you got to go ahead and treat yourself. And I'm walking you through all of these steps because I do think that there are so many situations where we find ourselves almost lost and needing help getting back out of being lost. And what better way to do that than with a super simple system that we can follow that is going to help guide you with only five steps, five simple things that you can do back out of kind of that fog and unknown into the day that you know you can have and that you deserve. So I hope that the reset method is something that can really help you give yourself the time, space, and energy to reset when needed without feeling like you have fallen off or failed something. Because we all get there. We all need it. And for me, I had a week of a reset into summer. (laughs) And I feel better than ever. Tomorrow, I'm treating myself to some queso. So you will catch me over on Instagram going through that and also going through the uh, end of year reflection, which I talked about in the last episode, I finally printed it out and my my reset, my nap period is done. So I'll be walking through that over on Stories at Engineers Education. It's a freebie. I will link below if you are a teacher who finished the school year and just needs to get some things off of your mind so that you can go in and relax for the summertime. But also, if you are just graduating or just getting licensed and you are starting a job in the fall and you just want to get something started to feel like you're under control, I'm going to go ahead in the show notes and link my secondary classroom essentials checklist. The thing that nobody really told me I would need in my first year that I wish somebody would. There's no Pinterest that will show you that you really need to figure out your bathroom policy ahead of time. And there's no place that tells you how you might organize your calculators in a spot where students can access them. So I created a pretty comprehensive list for secondary teachers. It can be used for elementary as well, but it's geared towards those secondary teachers for things to consider before day one so that you don't feel like you're caught off guard and just unsure. And if you're not a first year teacher, but you had a student teacher or you know somebody who could benefit from this, then go ahead and send them the link. It is a freebie for all because we all deserve to know what we're doing when we walk in those classroom doors. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your reset. Thanks for hanging out today. I hope that this simple step will help build big results in your classroom, home, and life. Remember to subscribe, review, and tag me on social media at engineer does education so we can build a simple system together.